Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at SouthCountyChryslerJeepDodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in friendly Gilroy. Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Hey everybody, TK Show, Tim Kawakami, and very glad to have on as my guest someone that I haven't had on recently, and it's my fault. Uh, I always like talking to him. It's always a good conversation, uh, and we talk. who knows what we're going to end up talking about. Uh, but it's my pleasure to have on my guest, uh, A's Executive Vice President, Billy Bean, or whatever your title is now, Billy. I'm not 100% sure. It's one of the, you're, you're Billy Bean. That's your title. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure as well, Tim. In <laughs> fact, I think I uh, mistakenly too many times in front of David call myself the general manager. So what, uh, here's the best way to look at it. Uh, and when, I, when, when they were asking about a title, I just said, whatever Sabian's got is fine with me. There you go. You guys just mirror each other. That's what you do. You said Sabian Bean, whatever you guys are. You just you don't have to do the the weekly radio shows. That's all. That's what this means. The, you, the general manager has to do those things. Yeah, exactly. Well, David needs the uh, practice. You know, it's, listen, doing those things every week. There's great times to do them, and there's times that aren't so great. So it's a uh, it's it's good practice for him. Well, Billy, let me ask you. Obviously, the big picture is uh, wasn't a great year last year. This year, not not a great year. As the guy who's you know the face is on this franchise and whatever, how how have these last two years been for you? How is it right now to look at your franchise and say that it hasn't been too good? Yeah, no. I mean, listen. There's no getting around it. Uh, you know, I'll start with uh, this year because uh, it's been a it's been a long year. I mean, it seemed like we were in crisis mode literally from three weeks actually in spring training yeah. uh, and uh, going. In fact, yesterday uh, this uh, this is why we're in crisis mode all years. I think we had our 26th player hurt. Yeah. Uh, which I think we'll announce today. We had a torn ligament in Alcantara, the, our infielder outfielder, mm-hmm. tore his ligament when he slid into second base uh, on the last play of the game on on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So literally, our 26th player injured. And you know, keep in mind that we only have a 25 man roster. Yeah. Uh, and the, the biggest hit we took was uh, in the pitching staff. You know, right out of the gate. You know, one of the things we tried to do was build a lot of pitching depth here, just in case this happened. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we, anybody's capable of building as much depth as we needed. I mean, we had times, in fact, this is just a couple weeks ago, when I say crisis mode, to give you an understanding, uh, we had a, a three-game series, and one of our, you know, and literally it was a spot starter. When I mean a spot starter, it was, it was a young man who, you know, who was not even a starter for us in the minor league starting in a game. And I believe the next day we had Detweiler throwing, uh, who we picked up, you know, from the Indians because we just we needed somebody to come into our rotation. And we, we literally had to, you know, call down to Bob during the game, which we never do. This, you know, uh, we just said, listen, you know, if 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 you run out of pitching and you need to use Detweiler, we'll figure out who starts tomorrow mm-hmm. after the game. And it's sort of been like that. Mm-hmm. Going back to May, I think really the, the really in, in Bal- we started the Baltimore series and went to Baltimore and Boston, and it's really just we've been behind the injury curve, and it's just piled on and piled on. That being said, um, what has been the good thing about something like that? I mean, listen, every crisis there's an opportunity, and I think we've seen it the last couple of weeks. And one thing I feel good about going forward, because that's really what we have to do now is go forward and look forward, is that I think we've got a chance at a, a really good young pitching staff here coming up in the next couple of years. Yeah. 
uh, you know, the acquisition of, of, you know, Cotton from who's pitched great for us up here. We actually converted Andrew Triggs uh, from a, a, a reliever we claimed off waivers. And at one point he was pitching probably as well as anybody on the club. Uh, you know, we, we've got, uh, you know, Mengden's come up. And again, uh, the problem with injury, sometimes you have to accelerate the process. Some of the guys that are here, you know, we didn't anticipate them being here till the, you know, maybe next year mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, Manaya's progress, Shamanaya's progress. I mean, Kendall Graven's been pretty solid most of the year. But I think the good thing about it is, is we've gotten to look at a lot of, we've been able to look at a lot of guys. And, and I do feel good about our pitching going forward, which, to be honest with you, is the thing in my position I've always sort of panicked about in this market. I mean, if you look at the success of smaller market teams and actually baseball teams in general, but particularly smaller market teams, you really have to create your own pitch. And it has to be young pitching, uh, mainly because it's cost effective. And if you look at our success, you look at when the Rays, Tampa Rays have had success, it's really been based on the foundation of young pitch. And I actually feel like we've turned the corner on that and uh, so feel somewhat bullish about the future, despite the fact, not to get away from your original statement, mm-hmm. the last two years have just been flat out miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm a competitive guy. This mm-hmm. is going to be, I'm going to come up on my, or at least they say I am, right? Um, <laughs> you know, this I is, believe uh, that's, the just, <laughs> that's the rumor. Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, that's the rumor. I mean, next year I'll be starting my 20th year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just was two days ago. I, was, I mean, there's no way you can be in this job. And no matter how long you do it with, you know, success or anything that you've, you know, gained by having the job, the competitiveness j- just never goes away. And, 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 you know, the toughest thing, I probably said this to you before, Tim, and I, you probably heard it from a lot of people, is that the longer you do this job, um, you hate you almost hate the losing more than you enjoy the winning sure. and uh and 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 i've heard that said before i think bobby knight said it or i've heard people say it years ago and i can truly relate to that and and you know we talked about brian saving it uh, as well i'm sure brian feels the same way as long as he's done the job um uh, and that just doesn't go away so you know when you're you're when you're not winning games uh it's 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 no fun for anybody and i'm not, not such a great person to be around that's why i sort of keep to myself during the games <laughs> uh you know i remember we've had conversations where you said you what you didn't want what a small market team can't do is kind of you know bottom out you, you, you don't want to do that you know the astros kind of intentionally did that and, and, and lined up some great draft choices that way and you, and you really want to avoid that and, and certainly i've I've acknowledged that and I respect that. And, and that's part of what you do is try to move somebody to, for three other pieces so you don't hit that bottom. Is there some you know, disappointment that you you know that, you've noted that, you've looked at that, and, and these, these past two seasons, I'm not saying they've bottomed out, but they haven't, I would imagine, been at the level you would hope to. Yeah, no, you're excited. And, and listen, there there's certainly been, you know, some teams who've taken a strategy of, hey, let's just, uh, let's just you know, garner the highest draft choice we can get and uh you know we'll see you in four or five years it's it's been uh used more than once uh i've personally have never wanted to do that so if we do bottom out uh it wasn't because we were trying to bottom <laughs> out so uh and you know you kind of keep it in perspective again it, it, in judging this year's team it, everything goes out the window when you l- literally lose 26 players yep. i mean you have no idea of uh, as you know to whether the team was going to be good or not i mean uh, th- that's just a fact uh but you know for us the attempt is always whatever we have left in, in our payroll you know we may want to go with young players but whatever we have left we always want to try and use it to be competitive and you know rich hill's an example we signed rich hill to a one-year deal 
I mean, uh, you know, we could have just put $6 million and, you know, and, and said, put it away. But, mm-hmm. you know, we took a risk. It worked out for us. We were able to acquire three young pitchers for him, which, you know, very happy about that. But, uh, but yeah, if we bought him out, it, it, it's not because we tried to bought him out. It was all, all done uh, based on our skill here. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, and, and, and this is what I always, you know, and I hope you know, you know this, I, I credit you, Chris Davis, Rich Hill. Uh, there are moves that you are doing even through through this that other teams would love to do. I mean, I think the team on the other side of the bay might love to have Chris Davis right about now. Um, while you're doing this, uh, are you, I mean, I assume, I guess it's not barely even a question here. I apologize for this, but the risk involved, you've known, you know, there, when you move players quickly because you have to, um, are you always acknowledging that, okay, we're going to hit some and some we're going to lose and we're going to go through some bad periods sometimes. No question, you know, and, and exactly, and that's what's kind of frustrating about, uh, you know, this year when we lost all the pitching we did, it was really going to be pretty challenging to succeed in any form with the way we were trying to patch together a pitching staff. But lost in that is the, you know, the acquisition, you know, of Chris Davis, uh, as you mentioned, you know, the acquisition of Rich Hill. So, you know, things like that get lost in, in the shuffle uh, when you're, you know, when everything else crumbles around it. So, but listen, everything we do here is, is a risk. I mean, um, you know, you take, you know, we sent, listen, we signed Billy Butler to a three-year contract. We just recently released him. I mean, uh, for us, that's a lot of money. Yeah. For somebody else, it's a rounding error, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and you can, it's, you can look around the league and look at the contracts that really didn't live up to him. And, uh, that one, uh, you know, to us is, 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 is big, you know? So, uh, everything we do is, is, is there's going to be risk and it's going to be up for scrutiny. You know scrutiny, and the other thing from a personal standpoint, when it, you know, and, and I think Brian, me and Brian Cashman with the Yankees are good friends. And the longer you do a job, what ends up happening is the things that didn't work out are the ones people remember, yeah. and they, and, and it's just part of the job, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, we've had some great executives and great field managers and both and many sports come through here, and I think maybe Dusty Sitter, maybe even Tony La Russa said it. You know, listen, you can only stay in a place for ten years before you kind of got to move <laughs> on, and, and and I think Cash faces that in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, you're a little, you know, I, I kind of kid with him. You know, you never hear Brian Cashman's name going into the Hall of Fame, but he's won like, what, five world championships. Yep. I believe he has the all time winningest record in the history of the sport as a general manager, and nobody talks about him going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, yep. uh, and that's sort of, you know, I think a, a, a function of him being in New York for so long. He's a very familiar face, and, and ultimately, uh, you know, if you make a lot of transactions, some are going to work and some aren't. You know, for us, it's necessary to make a lot of transactions. So uh, you're out there, but we're not going to stop because for us, we feel like that's how we're going to succeed. You know, that we have to be very proactive. And if you really go back to our, even the, the three years we made the playoffs 12, 13 and 14, I believe in uh, almost uh, all the, the bulk of that team, I think in the 12, uh, 23 of the 25 players that we, that were on that major league team, we acquired through trade. Yep. And the same was the, the following year. So uh, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, but I think the worst thing you can do in this position is get to paralyzed by fear and, 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 and sort of run away from the criticism that uh, can come with uh, deals that don't work out. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Butler, since you, you mentioned the Butler deal, does, well, I just practically, is that $10 million for next year, $10 million you cannot spend next year? Is, is that coming straight off the budget? Uh, man, it sounds more painful when you say it like <laughs> I'm that. Sorry, yeah. So I guess that's yeah. your, yeah, 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 absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's a guaranteed contract and, uh, 
so yeah, it will impact how you know how we do business. I mean, that's again, that's sort of the cost of doing business in this sport. It happens to a lot of teams, except for us. It's a bigger deal when it uh, doesn't work out the way you like it. But you know, we'll deal with it and uh, and, and figure it out. That's why, again, you know, bringing some of these young players up. Uh, you know, aggressively and hopefully successfully is, is going to be important for us in the next couple of years. But, but again, that's uh, it's not the first time that we've had to do that on a player contract. It's not the last. Uh, and uh, again, it certainly doesn't. It's not unique to us. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you autopsy yourself through through some of these, you know, through the good deals and the bad ones, and and try to figure out what went right or what went wrong, and maybe specifically on on, on a Butler deal. Uh, actually, just the ones that work out, I just run around, you know, <laughs> high five and everybody. That's no, you know point. what? It, it's it's a fair question. And yes, you have to. And I think one of the things you forget when, uh, you know, anybody forgets when you're making a deal, you have, you know, sometimes you have a tendency to sort of view it through the lens, the present lens. And the one thing I always try and do is because there's times I go, you know, why did we do that? Or, you know, when the ones that don't work out, I always say we and the mm. ones that work out, I say I. <laughs> so, uh, but uh you, you, you know, you, you got to be careful. You got to make sure you go back and realize, you know, it, how that decision was made within the context of the business. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you're crazy not to scrutinize, uh, your mistakes. And you're also also, you got to be careful and not over celebrating your successes, you know, cause sometimes listen, some decisions are just, you know, sometimes you just have great luck, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, you just have, you know, you know, you take it's like, you know, probably, uh, you know, one of our highest profile deals with Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was funny as you're sort of screaming amongst the crowd, listen, uh, he's a great player. And there was no illusion that he wasn't going to be a great player. He wasn't a great player here. Um, but I remember when we acquired him, uh, the guy that we moved, we Rich moved Harden Rich deal, Harden. Yeah, I remember yeah. it was a Harden deal. I remember getting, we got buried for moving Harden. Yeah. And here was this guy, you know, an A-ball at the time hitting 190 who was perceived, actually, we liked him quite a bit out of college, and we felt, figured this was an opportunity to get him. He was hitting like 190 at the time. And uh, so, uh, you know, we, we listen, but let's face it, when you acquire a player, uh, you know, four players, and one of those is a 190-hitting A-ball guy, yeah, you like to pat yourself on the back and say you were clairvoyant about what he was going to become. But the fact is there's a little bit of luck in that. And I think you have to make sure that you're analyzing the process that you have and also realizing that sometimes you have good luck, sometimes you have bad luck. But if you create a process that's, that's consistent and you are going back and analyzing your successes and uh, your failures, I, it, I think any business is going to do that. All right, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Dear Honda, Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, and Smart Buyer, do you want more car for less? Shop and compare at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Why buy an expensive Sienna or Odyssey when you can get a 2017 Chrysler Pacifica? Why get a Ram 4 when you can get a 2016 Cherokee? Jeep Renegade, $18,999. Grand Caravan, just $16,999. Jeep Patriot, for only $10,999. Wow, why would you buy anywhere else? You've mentioned to me before that 2012 really was maybe the, the most special season, at least recently, for you. Just the way it all came together. Uh, do you see 17? You know that that's possible. I mean, you certainly have a lot of young talent. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't know what it's all going to look like. There, a lot of them, been, some of them, been hurt all, all this time. But uh, can you foresee something like that happening in the near future? Do you? I mean, obviously, you hope for this, but is this the kind of the accumulation of talent that you think is comparable? 
Well, what I feel good about is that we, we are putting, as I mentioned, the pitching. As, as long as you have pitching, uh, start, and again, that sounds so uh, general, but uh, I <laughs> feel so like... That's old school it, baseball it, there, Billy. That, that's, it, it really, yeah, it really does sound general, but, but listen, we just realized this year when it, it, it goes down the tubes, it's just a disaster. You know, in, in fact, our last series is a great example. I mean, we're still really banged up. I mean, I think there's 11 guys in the 60-day DL, and I think technically 15 guys in the DL, and other guys who are hurt, who are active, that we can't put on. So, to some extent, we're still sort of taped up together. But, you know, we had some great young pitching performances, and despite the, you know, Chris Davis was sick for two of those games, mm-hmm. and here we're playing a team that's battling the wild card. We didn't, we didn't win the games, but you're playing one, basically one run. I think the first night was two run games. When you have that pitching, no matter what your position players and your hitting are, you've always got a shot at the end of the game to win. And I think we're putting that in place. So to answer your question, you know, once you get that, you, you don't want to undersell what you can uh, possibly achieve. You know, the great thing about today's game is is that if you really think about it, there's a little, you know, I've always viewed uh, the baseball season as a little bit of a strategy uh, in the sense that if you really just get to 500, uh, if you can play 500 baseball once you get to sort of the trade deadline, uh, and if you look at the teams historically the last few years, who've, who the two wildcard teams, you don't have to be that far over 500. Yep. So, and if you think about what happens at the deadline, well, what happens is about three or four or five, six, maybe more teams are going to just, toss their cards in and they're going to give you their best players. So if you can find a way, you know, if you're not a powerhouse team that, that you play, you take the Cubs, everybody knew the Cubs were going to be great this year. Uh, but if you look at a lot of teams that if you get to 500 and say, all right, uh, we're at the deadline, we're at 500. If we make one or two acquisitions, maybe we can pick up four or five games just with those acquisitions. You know, that seemed always that that for me, and maybe it's unrealistic. I sort of view every season that way, even if it doesn't work out. Listen, we get a 500 here. We make an aggressive acquisition. We can put ourselves right in the, at worst, right in the middle of a wild card. So uh, answering your question on 17, I'm never going to say that we don't have a chance. Again, uh, I do like our pitching. I, we do. We probably are going to break some younger position players in next year, and I'm sure they'll be cutting their teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also going to use the winner to say, listen, if you know, it doesn't mean we're not going to sign a veteran in a hole that we or a position that we don't have a young player coming up. And so, so no, I'm going to go into 17, and we're going to start really on the Monday after the season with the idea: how can we put, you know, how can we a develop our young players so that we have a foundation, but what opportunities are out there so that we can be that team come deadline where we're making an acquisition as opposed to moving players. How do you view Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray right now? Obviously, he's been hurt. Uh, do you want to see him pitch again this season? Do you need to? Uh, and you talk about all this pitching you have. Uh, if he's valuable, knowing you, uh, is he somebody that you can move? Well, well yeah. Well, that, that last question is easy to answer. I mean, listen, a guy like Sonny, with what, even in his short career, what he's done, you could always move him. I don't think we're, we're going into the offseason with that viewpoint. Uh because he is, you know, when he's healthy, when he's pitching like he can, he's exactly what you want for a young staff, despite the fact that he himself is young. So, uh, and to answer the earlier questions is, yeah, we definitely want to see him out there. We anticipate that he will be out there. He's feeling great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, I, I think uh, he's throwing a simulated game uh, here coming up in the next day or two, and we should be able to pitch him out of the bullpen more than anything to give him some peace of mind going in. I, again, I don't think he has any reservations that uh, he's going to be fine, he's, uh, and we don't think he's going to uh, have any problems going in there. But you, you always want to send a player in a perfect world into the offseason healthy and getting ready for the next season 
from a conditioning standpoint, not from a health standpoint. So uh, I would, you know, I would anticipate we'll see Sonny uh, at least once uh, before this season's over in a relief uh, appearance. This may be a really obvious question, but I got to ask you. I got you here. Uh, is Bob Melvin definitely going to be the manager next season? Yes, yeah, and then it's a, you, know, you always ask, ask that question. It always makes it easy. But you know what's going to happen, though, Tim? You're not going to be the only one who, no matter how many times they answer, I'm going to have to keep uh, keep up. Let's, uh, so, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen again. This has been you know crisis management this whole year, and it's it's you know even it's even harder on Bob than it is you know Sam, myself, or David. Because you know you're on a long road trip, and I go back to that Baltimore Boston road trip where really we, we we you could just see we had literally had no pitching. We were trying to find starters throughout the organization, and you know for Bob he's he, he it's really hard to get away. I mean when you're on a road trip, I mean you're always there. I mean for me I can sort of uh, you know teams on the road, games over on the East Coast, I can go <laughs> hang out with my kids or you know uh, be their basketball or, or soccer coaches. Uh, sad but true but uh uh but for bob he's always there so it's really harder on him and the staff and they they seem to wear it emotionally even uh more than any any of us so uh, uh again it's been crisis managed from bob's end he's he's done the best job he could possibly do and and the good thing is we've worked together for a long time and there's no sort of sense of uh, of panic we i think we all understand you know why you know certainly the record is as it is uh, but that doesn't mean we we also don't analyze things as well uh, I heard Forrest a little bit yesterday t- talking about 2014 and seeing some similarities with the Giants are going through, and and you know no two situations are ever exactly the same. But as you watch what happened, the Giants' best record in baseball at the All Star break, and then it's kind of spun loose from them a little bit. They might grab a wild card spot. Gee, some of those things sound familiar to me. Uh, ha- have you noticed uh, that? Does it has it struck you in, at all a little bit eerie? Yeah, well, I I told Brian not to trade Suspetta. <laughs> I told him you can't. Do it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, That's but, what uh, messed no, up the chemistry right there. That's what it was. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, hey, listen, I've lived, and you know what's interesting too is is when you're on the inside too, you 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 really feel it. I mean, that fourteen, and it is very similar. At least my viewpoint from the outside, because when I look at the Giants, I see. I remember in spring training, you know, and understand Duffy uh, went down, and so so they lost him. But uh, you know, I looked at that team, and I go, "This is a really good team." I mean, this is a great infield, and uh, and then they got off to the start. And let's face it, they've got a, a group of guys that have been together for a long time, and and they know how to play the game. They play it right. They're respected, you know, all through the industry. And you almost like keep thinking like kind of like with us, like, oh, the next day it's it's everything's going to be fine, and it's hard to imagine it's gone on this long. That being said. Uh, you know, if you look at the two wild card teams right now, and it's fun to watch. Listen, the one thing about this, and not to digress here, is that I said that you know we talked earlier, Tim. This is a great time of year for mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. I, you know, listen, I'm we're not happy with what happened here, but as a baseball fan, I this this last week is going to be great. I mean, where you're watching multiple games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I watched some of the Giants game last night with the Padres, and uh, you know, if you're a general manager, you go, hey, we're playing the Padres, they're rebuilding, we should be blowing this team out. You're you're literally on edge right from the first inning. Like, why haven't we got five runs? Why aren't we leading by now? You know, Samar's just going great. And you're and going, wait a minute, it, the Mets are rallying in, the, in on the East Coast. Wait a minute, you know, at the yeah, same time. Yeah, and, and, and I know Sandy well enough, yeah. and, and I was, it's funny you mentioned that. So I, I, I absolutely, I'm watching, keeping an eye on both games, and I've actually got the game, you know, game cast on them, the Phillies and the Mets. And here are the Phillies giving, and the Braves just gave the Mets all they could handle. 
and the Phillies are giving the Mets all they can handle. And I know Sandy well enough. Like if I'm sitting next to him, like he's going crazy, you know. And then it was we all do, just like any fan. And then it's you know at the end of the game you get first of all you get Reyes hitting a two run homer, and then you get you know the uh, Cabrera homer. So that's really what's great about this time of year. But as far as the Giants, I still think that. Again, I still I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're a good team, and then great thing for them, and they've proven it in the past. Hey, it starts all over like the next, you know, two yeah. days later, yeah. and it doesn't matter what you did before then. Yeah. I mean, you talk about looking at all the other games. When you see you see Zobris and Russell and Lester and the Cubs, you see Donaldson, you see you know Reddick and Rich Hill. Uh, does that how much <laughs> does it make it more interesting for you? Does it make it painful for you when, when you see your guys who you've had uh, playing such key roles on on playoff bound teams? No, listen. I think it's great. First of all, you okay? I see a very expensive team <laughs> if we have them, yeah. uh, and no, it's it, it's actually great. I think in some sense it, it just you know uh, like we were talking about Zobris the other day, who you know uh, again when we had been he he missed like six weeks right at the beginning of the year with his mm-hmm. knee surgery, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know we uh, we struggled with him being gone, and then we you know because of the situation we had to make sure we got something returning. Fortunately, we got Manaya, yep. who we're very, very happy with. But, uh, but listen, that's part of this job is that you know there's you know there's going to be uh, listen. The good thing is that these are these are good players. They've been here once, so at some point during our process, we got to write. You know, we just got to get that back in. You know, <laughs> that that you know these players are here for a long time, and you know that's a, a over talked about issue as everyone's aware of, and as it comes down to the venue and stuff like that. But listen, knowing these guys, and I, I, we sort of take pride. I think that. One I remember, and you got to go back to, I think it was 2001, Tim. And, and in my opinion, the time I've been here, the, the best team I, I've personally mm-hmm. ever had was the, the 01 team. Yeah. The Johnny Damon. I mean, it was, we, we knew it was a great team. I knew it was a great team. And a lot, we lost a lot of them to free agency, I think four or five guys to free agency. And I remember seeing uh, something on the uh, television screen the very next season that had we kept that team together, it was either first season or next season after that. And this is understand like 2002 now mm-hmm. that it would have taken a 300 million dollar payroll to keep that team together. Mm-hmm. That was 14 years ago, mm-hmm. which would probably be the equivalent of what a 400 million dollar payroll now. Yeah. So uh, it, you listen, that's the deal. You know, we're not the only ones. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Tampa to some extent, and uh, you know, it's just a fact. But there is a lot of pride in knowing at least at some point again the process that we had in acquiring these players was correct. Billy, a, a, maybe a little tough question here, but what happens if revenue sharing goes away? You know, it, it's with the new CBA, it might expire. A's have been grandfathered, but what if it goes away? What happens? Well, you know, the one one of the things about this time of year, and I say this time of year, whenever which comes about every five years, you know, you have CBA, so you hear a lot of there's a lot of noise out there. You know, some of it's put out there because everyone has their own self interest. Uh, you know, I usually don't speak a lot of the CBA, so I won't, but I'll try and answer your question. Listen, whatever, like every situation here, whatever, you know, I have to deal with in my position, we'll deal with it, you know? And, uh, again, you know, I think you have to be careful on sort of hearing things in the, you know, in the papers and because sometimes they come from sources that again, have their own self-interest and, and sometimes they're true. Uh, and I think we'll have to deal with it, uh, you know, whatever the CBA, however it's presented to us, we'll have to deal with it just like everybody else. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because, uh, again, if anything, if there's a positive about what's happened the last year or two is we at least now starting to get some young players up there and, 
for us, that's the most important thing and allows us to manage our payroll effectively. Have you heard anything about the uh, John Fisher's look at Howard Terminal, uh, wh- where that might be with a new stadium situation? Uh, yeah, you know, the one thing, and I, and I always feel a little sheepish because one, you know, of all the things I may or may not be involved with, even going back for years, I've never really been involved in the stadium. I sort of get information, uh, you know, updates, not dissimilar to the way the public does. I mean, certainly I do privately here maybe every couple months or so, but, uh, you know, again, it's not something that's been a part of my uh, job scope. But, uh, I, listen, the only thing I can say is internally, I mean, there, there is a real desire to find uh, find a way to get something done here in Oakland, and 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 I think that that you know that wasn't all, it doesn't always seem like that was always the case. I, I, there is seems to be a commitment. Uh, people do want to see us stay here, uh, and you know ultimately I think the challenging is where where do you where do you put the stadium building a venue uh, a sports venue anywhere is really challenging is particularly challenging here. So uh, you know like you or anybody else who who follows this team. I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> at some point because I'm getting pretty old because uh, I'm pretty sure the next generation is going to receive the benefits. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I will, the only thing I'll probably be assured of is decent shot at good seats. <laughs> You're part owner, Billy. You're going to get better. You're going to get okay seats at least. Okay You're seats. also old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've taken a ton of your time. i got to ask you this question. Uh, what, since I've asked you your favorite restaurant, I've asked you some other ones. Uh, what's your favorite book recently? Oh, recently, you know, I'm a I'm a big book reader. Uh, in in fact, probably more than I should. It's always been a good escape for me. I'm just actually finishing a book called uh, the It's called the Romanovs. It's actually on the uh, history of the uh, on the Russian czars, czars starting with Peter the Great, a big history buff. And I'm about trying to get it done because I got to take a flight. It's a it's quite a fruitcake in your backpack. Yep. And so I'm trying to finish it before I leave. So. Um, I, uh, uh, I didn't know if you asked my all-time favorite book or the one, but this is the one I'm reading. It's a great book, uh, and I've always been sort of a, a sucker for Russian history. I found it somewhat interesting, so that's the one I'm finishing now, and it's great. All and right. uh, my yeah. all-time favorite is Les Miserables. I, all right. I, I, I try to make everybody – I'm trying to get my oldest daughter. I said, you have to read this book. This is my favorite book of all time. And uh, every time I ask her, she goes, oh, I'm going to start at that. It's, but it's 1,300 pages. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, talk about a fr- fruitcake book. My God, that's not a short one. Yeah, no, that's my all-time favorite. The the, the unabridged with a historical, uh, you have to have the the Napoleonic history involved, too. You can't read the shortened story version. In the play at all, or are you just the book guy? Uh, I'm sorry? The the musical? Is it all? Oh, I saw saw the movie. Well, I read the book first. Yeah. So... Uh, so I'm a purist, but uh, <laughs> so I can take some sort of the moral high ground on everybody who went to the play first. But uh, uh, but since after I'd read then I'd read the book. Gosh, it's been years. But I saw the, I saw the play multiple times, and then I saw the multiple movies that were made. And then um, so yeah, it's it's still to me my favorite story of all time. All right, Billy. We could have we could have done an hour here. We know that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep you for an hour though. So uh, I always appreciate the conversation. Uh, always through the tough times and through the good times. Uh, always always like the conversation, Billy, and I appreciate it. Well, thanks a ton, Tim. And uh, well, yeah, we'll make it shorter next time. But that, I think that's up to me. Actually, we need to be newsworthy. <laughs> I, I need to get out to a game. I gotta admit to you, I haven't been out to a game this year. It's my it's my confession to you. But. Uh, it's, it's, I, it, I will get there. I will get to an A's game. Billy Bean, I, I swear to you. Well, good. We'll see you then, Tim. All right. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it, everybody. That's Billy Bean. Uh, I had to make a confession to him. I have not been to an A's game this season. It's uh, 
it's part of the way that goes. There's been so much going on. Warriors, 49ers, Raiders, Kaepernick, all this other stuff. But uh, always good to talk to Billy Bean. Smart, smart, smart man. And uh, they're going through some troubles now with a win-loss record. But we'll see what they what happens next season. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. See you. Dear Honda, Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, and Smart Buyers. Do you want more car for less? Shop and compare at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Why buy an expensive Sienna or Odyssey when you can get a 2017 Chrysler Pacifica? Why get a Ram 4 when you can get a 2016 Cherokee? Jeep Renegade, $18,999. Grand Caravan, just $16,999. Jeep Patriot, for only $10,999. Wow! Why would you buy anywhere else?